0: How's it going? Oh, good over here. You?
1: Good, good. Just trying to – I was trying to watch the uh, the first two Steepane ain DC fights. Let's see. Yeah. They can- <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I was watching uh, those first two uh, – Cormier and uh, Miocic fights.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, trying to not worry about. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I figured you wanted to talk about the uh, uh, UFC 252. It's It's definitely
1: the biggest uh, fight in heavyweight history.
0: Oh, is it now? Oh yeah. Uh, I'll let you I'll let you go. Because was I like I said, that's I knew that you wanna talk about so it was like, let's talk about for the per view happens this, this weekend.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. And it's good because it, you've got uh this card this weekend and then SummerSlam next weekend. Oh okay. Yeah. So it works works perfect okay. for
0: We're lined up for the next couple of weeks. Yes, we got our next two well combat sports podcasts, I guess. Yeah. Basically Thursday podcasts.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we could also talk about – I was – you know, I, was, I got busy last week, but I was hoping we could have talked about MLB and the disaster that has been, uh, you know, this start of the 2020
0: season. My thing I just want to keep like if we do that like a separate just make that separate show because I don't want to make it like too many things and the show's like two hours. I gotcha. Oh, did I tell you that uh we got a five star review? I can't remember if I did or not. Oh yeah? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we, we yeah, you mentioned it we <laughs> recorded. Everything, everything just runs together sometimes. But yeah, we got a five star. Yes. How are we? Uh, how, how are you doing, man? How how you been feeling? Uh, I feel I feel fine. It was just that weekend, that like two weeks. I just felt like I got hit by a Mack truck. So what was it? I mean, was it uh, just summer flu? I don't know what it was. All they told me it, what it wasn't. Which was crazy to me because I really felt like it was the coronavirus. Because the only thing I didn't have was like the loss of senses. Because mm-hmm. I had, I just I had the what was it? I had the fatigue. I had the body pain. I had like chills and a cough and everything. So I went there and got that test and that woman came back and they emailed me and said, Oh, you tested negative. I was like, are you, do you want to run that again?
1: (laughs) Man, that's crazy. It's, it's unbelievable, man, that, you know, you know, this is on top of just, just getting sick. You know I mean? You know, anybody getting sick.
0: Yeah, that's why I say it's really going to get bad um, this winter when the cold and flu are hitting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Every time you sneeze, people are going to be like, um, do you need to go somewhere? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: just trying trying to, you know, take more supplements. Mm. That's kind of the thing that everybody's been talking about is like zinc and vitamin d i think or something like that i trying to just been buying supplements and just you know trying to take that or taking them
0: every day and you know yeah that's what you do and then working working out i don't know i think i just i got safe from working out like just working out and the temp and um uh, like you're i'm outside because we've been doing walks just to get just get some exercise and also so Amari can burn some energy off, and I walks, mm-hmm. And then when I come back, I, I also work work out. And you know, oh yeah, uh, yeah, just some lifting with some light stuff I have here. And Tanisha bought some resistance bands, and I'm trying to buy a, a jump rope. That's perfect, man. And oh,
1: you know what? Man, I've got an extra one. I got an extra jump rope.
0: Oh, you do? Yeah. And you learn how to jump rope. <laughs> yeah, man. Um,
1: you ever want to come so, socially distant, do a socially distant jump rope session? Come on by.
0: Everybody masked up and five feet away. Yeah, six feet. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I had to go back to work on Tuesday.
0: Oh, you actually had to go to, to the office. To the office? Yeah, you had to pick
1: up uh, pick up my uh, monitors and. Uh, like some equipment for, you know, for my home, my home <laughs> setup, up. And uh, like there was one girl in the office and I went to her desk and talked to her. I was like, Oh, is this, is this six feet? You know, are we, we're we far enough away. She's laughing. But like,
0: I have, t- I, I have, have those, I have those issues. And like the grocery store, if I'm walking, if I'm in Kroger, we stopped on the aisle and I see like some woman pushing a basket and going past. I'm like, bitch, you don't know what six feet is. If I see one person
1: in, in an aisle, I'm like, oh, I'm not going down that aisle right now. I'll come back later.
0: Mm-hmm. The good thing is, I don't. I haven't. I haven't heard anybody complain about putting on a mask or anything. Yeah, think. I mean, that's that's
1: crazy. California and Florida shit. You know,
0: I feel like that happens in like smaller towns around Texas.
1: It might. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it does. Hairland probably. I guess it's not a small town, but uh,
0: the mayor comes out every day be like, Hey, our numbers keep going up. We might want to do something.
1: Yeah,
0: if you've ever Are you still friends with
1: on Facebook? Um,
0: maybe. Okay. Well he's he
1: he hasn't in a while in a couple actually like almost a month, but man, he was ranting constantly about COVID and just like dude, just shut the fuck up, man. Just put the mask on.
0: Like I'm not gonna lie to you. Ever since the 20, I don't know if you saw this tweet I had, but yeah, ever since I, I when I I cleansed a lot of people <laughs> off my Facebook, even old high school friends and yeah, I cleansed it. And like my Facebook feed is nothing but babies and people working out now. Man, I I'm I'm not as uh
1: I'm not as bold as you are, man, but, but luckily, you know, I don't have, I guess I, I guess I just don't have a lot of conservative friends, but you know, there's a, an older lady that I'm friends with Mm -hmm. and uh, she's like friends with my mom and she has basically resisted since November, was it November 4th, 2016? I mean, on the daily for, now for almost four years i'm like we get it (laughs) i got it (laughs) you don't like the man (laughs) i mean i'm just like good and then you know it uh, you know there's a lot i mean but she's not the only one i mean there's a lot of people that Uh resisted pretty resisted pretty consistently and you know i you know i'm not i'm not saying I'm tired of it because I'm a supporter or anything like that. But I'm just like, um, you know, look, you know, we just have to do the best we can, you know, and, and until then, you know, just do the best we can until, you know, something until you, you know, vote him out. Exactly. To, you know w- what? Can you do? You,
0: you can't do. You can't do nothing. You can't even say you're gonna to move to another country because <laughs> not a damn country is gonna let us in.
1: Yeah,
0: I think there's only like maybe eight or nine countries left that are allowing Americans in. Mm-hmm. That's it's oh man. I tell you, it's just it's crazy. I just can't wait for just wait for election day, like vote and see what happens.
1: Yeah yeah what do you th- I mean, how, how do you feel about it now now that uh you know the pick is in you know the you know his pick is in
0: so going in to the primary my choice was elizabeth elizabeth warren mm-hmm. that was my choice and if you had told me that i had to gamble on it, i would have gambled on biden just because he had the name recognition and the like i believe he had the voters in the south to win it and that's exactly what happened and so, like, I'm thinking, like, oh well, well, you know what? He's not my first choice, but he's still a hell of a lot better than the dudes currently in office right now. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just so sick of people complaining about him compared to other nominees and everything. I'm like, we really got spoiled by Bill Clinton and Barack Obama being actual likable people, right? Before and after they got out of office. And guys, who uh, you know,
1: they weren't perfect. They weren't, you know, they weren't perfect presidents, but <laughs> they were still young enough where they kind of had a, pul- a pulse on, on the nation. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that that that's a that's a big difference in in uh, you know. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I I, I think we're looking at President Harris at this point, I mean, you know, I think it's a, it's, she's a strong pick for, uh, with you know, with her rec- rec- name recognition, you know, her, uh, her track record, um. You know, he said he was going to pick a woman. You know, so yeah, she, you know, the fact that she's a woman, and she's a, a woman of color, you know, I think those are all the. Like I don't think there was a I I didn't think there was a better pick for him to make mm-hmm. at you know, at this point. And he's so old, man. I mean, is he really gonna is he if he gets elected, is he really gonna last all four years?
0: You know, not, or is he gonna burn out? I mean he's not gonna do more. Like I I wouldn't be surprised if he stepped down after two years. Yeah. What if he? What if he stepped? What if he pulled a, a finger
1: poke of doom and stepped down on January
0: twenty third? <laughs> That'd be evil, <laughs> That'd be crazy. Because well, inauguration is what January twenty second, something like that.
1: Like,
0: or he <coughs> steps down the day after. But I think, like, seriously, he's just there for one turn, and he's not there to be the super liberal guy, he's there to get things back on track, get quote, back to normal. Yeah, and then whoever, whatever the Democrat nomination, whoever the nominee is in 2024, that's the person's gonna go crazy left. And I also said this about Joe Biden. Joe Biden, when it comes to the Democratic Party, he's he's squarely in the middle, right? That's where, where he lives. So if and let's say this election, and then next year, and then 2022's, um, what are those called? Not primaries, damn, midterms. Yeah. If we if the Democrats elect more liberal people to the House and the Senate, he's gonna move more to the left with them. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I, that the Republicans got down and have been doing for, you know, years after years, voting. Election after election, they come out even for the midterms because it matters. And that's one thing I wish the Democrat Party would do It's like 2022, come out and vote and vote your ass off. And if you vote someone in and they're not as liberal as you think, then when their term comes up, primary their ass and get the next person in. Mm-hmm. How
1: far how far left do you see this country going in the next 10 years like realistically and at what point i don't or even know. like and and for someone you know uh, based on your views how far left is too left would you say
0: i don't know about that because if you had asked me 3 years ago what the majority would be thinking about black lives matter and kneeling for the Anthem. I would never predicted that it would be what it is now. Mm -hmm. Like they, they're putting back black lives matter on the mound at baseball games. Okay. (laughs) They did that at a NASCAR race. Yep. They got rid of the Confederate flag at NASCAR races. Okay. (laughs) That's something I would never expect. So, um because there are things that I, that people
1: are there is there anything that's too far left for you
0: even i don't know i don't know because a lot of things that are that a lot of positions that come out when i read about i actually research is like okay that makes a lot of sense like um what's the one I'm looking for? Like when they talk about, okay, we just cancel student debt or you cancel student debt. That means people will have more money to spend on the economy, which helped the economy grow. And as we saw a couple of months earlier, the stock market was crashing. They put in, I believe it was $1.5 trillion Mm -hmm. to help it. And it lost all that money within like an hour or so. (laughs) So it's like, it's just, it's money. It's, a, it's literally, it's made up. Oh, yeah. They go in there and push a couple of keys and, and make it up. And so the government can... I do that for work. Exactly. <laughs> Thousands of dollars. And it's
1: disgusting how an account that's negative, all I have to do is say, hey, I need money from this other account. And all of a sudden it's it's black.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, this is... Do the- like, we can do that so fast so fast, and get rid of the debt and, well, yeah, get rid of student debt and, you know, people have more money to spend and maybe that'll get down to national debt. Then there are other things where it's like, okay, like uh, the American uh, Medicaid for all. And it's like, okay, so what's going to happen is it's, your taxes are going to go up, but you're not going to pay what you've been paying at your job for for insurance. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, that sounds, okay, so if your insurance, if your taxes go up, like, let's say your taxes go up every month, it goes up $100, but you're no longer paying $120 per month for your insurance, you can't. You're out, you just came out ahead of $20. The problem is, when people hear your taxes are going to go up, it's automatically a problem. What
1: about folks who like in my case, you know, Mm -hmm. my, my company pays for my insurance.
0: See, that's the same thing with me. uh, I don't pay anything for insurance. Yeah. But I just sit here and think like you're, if I pay taxes, that means some family who, you know, their kid gets cancer, Instead of getting a bill after six months for eight hundred thousand dollars, they don't have to pay for anything. I mean, I can live with that. Yeah, man, it's, we we it's one of in, it's uh, one of it's one of the things where like I listen to people talk, especially people on Twitter who ha, who talk about their being a uh, Christian or whatever in their bio line. It's like you pay a little bit more money to help other people. You don't want to do that. So how can you call yourself Christian? Yeah. Like it, like that seems like the most jesus-like thing that you can do for someone i'm going to sacrifice a little to help someone else in need and i don't know maybe it's just me i I don't i don't i don't don't know the position that's too left for me anything like you tell me i'm like okay let me think about let me research it first and then see what we got Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i think um i think that's kind of I think that's where we're headed, you know. Like, what was what were your thoughts on Chaz and Chop? Oh, what? Chaz and Chop. <laughs> what the hell is that? You remember the in in Seattle or whatever, the the occupied zone or whatever it was or something, the where they wouldn't let police or anybody into that like that three block
0: radius oh i mean we're gonna talk about the police that might be a lot it's gonna be a long ass yeah no that's
1: yeah no i mean that's definitely that's not even a complex issue
0: but it's well it's a It turns into a complex issue mm -hmm. because people hear the words and don't actually research Mm -hmm. when people when I guess I could just say us on the liberal side say defund the police. It's not like get rid of all police and don't do anything. No, take the money out of the police. Like the, like the police budget for New York city for, I think it's next year was like, or no, this past year was like $6 billion. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, take some of that money out and give it to, um, uh, Things that actually help people like homeless shelters or mental health or anything that can actually get people, you know, out of danger. And that way, police can go to get back to solving crime instead of doing this everything service. Like if if we if we had like um, sustainable housing and somewhere where homeless people could live and get their lives back on track, then the police wouldn't have to be called out to remove homeless people from buildings or underpasses, things like that, so and then they can get back to actually solving crimes. Right. Yeah. Because,
1: man, there's like, you know, that's the thing about the police is like, there's just, you know, obviously they're not perfect. And and I, uh, we should kind of expect them to be, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to get every single thing right, but you know, I don't think it's, I think it's, you know, if you're in that kind of position, you have to do everything you can to make sure everything you do is right and perfect if you're in a position
0: where you can kill someone, right. Exactly. You know, have no consequences. I need you to be as perfect as, as perfect as possible.
1: It's not as unreasonable as it may sound. Um, but you know, when you have all those things to, to deal with, you know, when, when are you going to find time to, to tackle crime, you know, which, uh, in terms of safety is, you know, it's, it's the biggest issue. It's, it's, it is bigger than, than homelessness, but they, once they start blending together, then it's just, it, it gets even worse. Both issues get worse. So it's like, you know, yeah, you're right. You, we have to tackle one, to free up the resources to tackle the other. I don't know if that makes sense, but
0: yeah, that's exactly what defund the police is give money to other systems so they can fix the problems like homelessness or uh, mental, mental issues, things like that. So the police don't have to deal with that. Right.
1: And, and, you know, I'm, I don't say this as a slight at all, but, you know, just based on what I've seen you tweet and stuff, I've, I've, that clears up a lot for me because I mean, I, I never really thought you would say like, get rid of the police. And I've seen you say defund the police and and I understand what that entails. And, and, you know, I think people get way bend it way out of proportion because it does, like you said, it doesn't mean getting rid of them. It just means reallocating
0: resources. So those two things I want to do with police reallocate resources, like you said, and everything from the ground up needs to be retrained.
1: Right. But, you know, and, and whether, even if you were to say yes, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I I would respect your opinion, you know, no matter what, but you're not saying get rid of them, right? There are two I mean, things
0: that I, I don't, I will not say, I will not say get rid of the police and I will not say abolish prisons. Okay, I am right, not a okay. pris- I believe in prison reform. That way, you know, we don't have this system of people going to prison, getting out not being able to find a job and going back to what they did to get back into prison and making money for these prior prisons prisons that needs to be completely reformed. However, there are motherfuckers that need to be in jail. Dylan Roof needs to be in jail. R Kelly, Bill Cosby, they need to be in jail. OJ. He served his time. He served his time. He served. He served his time. That you know, I, I
1: love how that is still to this day. It's <laughs> <is> still like, <laughs> like we're not
0: gonna give that one up. Yeah, totally, not 100. But yeah, prison reform because I want people. If you did something to get in jail and you serve your prison sentence, then when you get out, you should have the rights that you had before you went in. Like you should um, you should be able to you know be able to find a job yeah. housing uh, and live and living especially if it was like a non-violent crime like if you were just dealing weed or anything like be. that but yeah, it, just let it go and then it's like I, there still should be like i think some kind of restrictions for like if you did some kind of violent crime like if you did if you were like a rapist you st- when you get out, you still need to check in and, be, and mm-hmm. be caught up or like manslaughter you still need to be check in and and things like that but I, when people get out after they serve their terms, I think they should be given a chance to be American citizens again right. what's happening now is like they get out and they they don't have rights they can't find a job certain you know, places won't rent to them or give them houses or let them buy houses because it wasn't on the record. And then they turn around and, you know, well, I can't get a job here, there, or this place, so now I'm going to go back to selling drugs again. Dude, it it just happened. Yeah. yeah.
1: It just happened uh, recently. I think I'm going to leave
0: all this in because this is a nice conversation.
1: (laughs) Oh, then I won't. <laughs> Maybe not. I won't
0: mention. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm like, uh, no, nah, nah, This is a good conversation, and we're already like an hour behind schedule. So I might just yeah. leave, might leave. this all in. It's, uh, it's
1: if you can just edit, if you can edit some part of that out, the beginning of my statement.
0: All right, I'll have to go back and find where it is. But sure.
1: Okay. Uh, but I know someone who. Yeah. Did some time, I uh, believe for drug-related offenses, and you know he's trying to get a, a new apartment, and uh, you know he told the the leasing office beforehand because mm-hmm. you know it was like 125 bucks to apply, and he goes, hey, look, I've I've got priors, I've, you know, I've got this record, you the know, hell
0: was sh-. he applying that? <laughs> he was in the hood, hood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He said, "I should. Uh, should I? Uh, is it even worth my time to apply? Like, are you even going to give me a, a fair shake?" And they said, "No, don't, don't worry. You know, it's okay." And they still rejected him. You know, they took his money. They knew they weren't going to, you know, accept him. But you know,
0: they made sure to get that hundred twenty-five up off him.
1: Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, because he was like, "I'm. You know, if you're not going to even consider it, then I'll just, you know." Save my damn money. Right, and they still took him. Yeah.
0: But it's for me it's like anything else. You should be allowed to, you know, make mistakes, be punished for those mistakes, and then you know, once the punishment is over, it's over. It's to, it's it's like it's part of your past, but it shouldn't it shouldn't stop you from having a future? Yeah. Mm. Let's see what other crazy liberal things. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think. What else? You got
1: anything? No, I mean, I you know I'm, you know me, man. I'm an, an idealist. I'm just. I'm a dreamer man. I'm just, you know, hoping for peace and love. That's all I want. Peace and love with everybody. And, you know, each day it looks like it's, it, we're getting further and further away from that possibility, but, you know, hopefully, you know, things will change, you know, over the next few months, year. And, um, you can only hope that, you know, it's changed for the good, you know, for the better. And, um, you know
0: i don't know don't
1: I'm still going to always i'm always going to be that dreamer but uh you know it, it definitely gets harder at times it gets it's it gets a little tough
0: i'm like this is broke how can we fix it right
1: yeah no i you know i definitely admire <clears throat> yours and and everyone's passion to um to analyze it and to see, you know, to at least try, like at least come up with ideas. I'm not as creative, I guess, or, you know, I don't, you know, I guess I I don't analyze it as well.
0: To, I'll like, say, I'm not creative in this shit. I hear what other people say and I just like, Hey, that's like a good idea. Let me read about it. <laughs> right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh man, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. It's gonna be an interesting next few months. Next it's gonna be next yeah.
0: interesting what three months. Three months. Yeah. Have a look. tick TikTok, tick tock. Yeah. Did uh also a lot of this stuff is like, why are we doing it this way? And the answer is like, Oh, because we've always done it like this. And I tell you all the time, that's what newspapers said in the last ten years, and you see what happened to them. I want that to be a lesson to anybody. If you're at your work and there's something there that doesn't make sense and you ask, why are we doing it like this? And someone says, that's the way we've always been doing it. Then it needs to change. Yeah. Because you can't be somewhere and be like, oh, that's how we did 20 years ago. And it's like nothing it's just should be the same as it was 20 years ago. <laughs> We didn't even have good internet back then. No, we didn't, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. What were you going to say? Oh, no, just, you know, uh,
1: just, you know, see what else has been going on, man. Um, you know, family's good, everybody's good.
0: Yeah, everybody is good. Getting ready to uh, start school back up.
1: Yeah, uh, when does that start?
0: Uh, next. September 7th i believe
1: oh wow it's crazy like you know there was no summer basically and it's like all of a sudden everybody's starting school whether it's at home or in class and it's like man i'm even you know don't even recognize that time like you know you can tell when it's getting ready you know, even if you – like, in my case, like, I don't have kids, but, like, you can still get that – that you feel it in the air. Like, kids are getting ready to go back to school
0: and it's going to – you know, starting to get hectic again. Yeah, you go to Walmart, Target, they got the back-to-school section all out and everything. Yep. But uh, this year, definitely going different because uh, our school, HISD – the district has already said the first, I think, six weeks are gonna be online learning. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they'll determine if they want the kids to come back for, you know, I think three, four or five days a week. And i am be honest with you, I don't think they're going back to school until there's a vaccine. And I wanna I want point out real quick, Last semester, we, we, everybody went to online learning because of the coronavirus, and that was back in April. It's been four months. The coronavirus is not getting any better, and they're trying to get kids to go back to school.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's like and back yo, then. Yo, back-
0: I, um, I'm sorry you're up, but um, yeah. before – Um, they decided to do online learning. The school has sent around like um, basically a game plan, what they were trying to do for the kids back when they come back to school. And at first it was like, okay, all kids must wear a mask. And we're going to try to separate their desks to where they have six feet of space. And I'm like, I've been inside um, my son's classrooms. There's like 20 some kids. There's no way you're going to be able to separate to where they have six feet of space
1: yeah I mean get in, a uh,
0: bit, in a bigger building I mean come on, That's, yeah <laughs> it's impossible uh, they're talking about taking away recess from the kids, which would have been like i I don't know how that would work, especially with the younger children, and also all kids had to wear masks at all times, and I've told the story, I think I told it on Twitter, but I've taken my son to the store wearing a mask and We've been in, like, Walmart Target for, like, 45 minutes. And those 45 minutes, I've had to t- tell him to put his mask back on no less than eight times. Oh, my God. I'm like, this is not going to work. He's 7 I'm like, this is not going to work for the younger kids. So they're going to forget. They're going to – like, expect, like the older teenagers and even, like, um, like the mil- middle school, high school kids, like, they'll get it. But the younger ones – I mean, they, under, they understand what it is. My son understands coronavirus. He bad mouths it all the time. He says why well, he can't see his friends. But they don't understand, like, how you get, it, how you can actually get in and it affects you. Right. And, you know,
1: who puts their hands in in their eyes and in their mouths more than, than seven-year-old children?
0: I mean, no one on this earth. Yeah. <laughs> Um, My son is in there in the living room playing with Play-Doh, and I'm pretty sure he's he's got all over his face as we speak. <laughs> it, it's crazy, oh, man. and and you know it's like back when when they
1: sent all the kids home
0: mm-hmm.
1: four months ago. This was when kids weren't getting sick. Kids weren't, you know, there there were. There weren't any reported cases of that, of, of, of it affecting kids, but this yeah, thing has thought- only gotten weirder and, and stronger or whatever, however you want to classify it. And now kids are getting sick. Everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 you know, it started out as oh well, it's maybe it's just kind of hitting old people, mm-hmm. but then we found out it's not just hitting old people. It's hitting everybody. It's, it's not being, um, it's not being selective. I mean, it's, it's hitting you know, all age groups, and yeah, you know, when you put that many kids in that kind of situation, you
0: know, it, it's you're asking for trouble. It's yeah,
1: it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah,
0: because it's a it's a virus. It doesn't care how old you are. It doesn't care what your political beliefs it doesn't care what your religious beliefs are. The only thing it cares about is getting inside a body and replicating. That's it. It doesn't care if, if you like
1: Smash Mouth or not.
0: <laughs> Which makes it a it better virus than, than I am a person, but okay.
1: It doesn't care if you're a, a massive fan of, of Walking on the Sun or, uh, or All-Star. You know Why are you naming their songs? What the hell wrong with you? Well, because Walking on the Sun is a great Smash Mouth song. The only really good Smash Mouth song, in my opinion. Are you planting stars the
0: flag, oh, you're planting the flag for, for Smash Mouth right now? I cannot believe you. <laughs> uh, hey, what a way to, you know, revive your career, man. Completely just. <laughs> By the way, this is episode 123 of the Q&A podcast. I'm going to do some light editing, but we're just going to run off the rip. Hey, the, I, I like it this way.
1: Yeah, let's just do it this way. We'll we're doing this over me. Zoom, as always. You know, it's uh, it's been a while since we've um, you know, it's been a few weeks since we've we've talked, and you know, if you heard at the beginning, um, you know, you were uh, you didn't know if you had it or not.
0: I and, was for like almost two weeks. I was down and out, and I swore I swore up and God head my mama, my family—that I had, that I had the coronavirus, because I had all the—I had a majority of the symptoms. I had, um, oh, sorry, I had yeah. fever, I had chills, I had the cough, I had fatigue, muscle pains. The only major things I didn't have uh, were the loss of smell and taste, and the um, the problems breathing but, uh, I went to an urgent care center that was close to my job. I got the test done. And, um, when I got the test, like I told my supervisor that I was getting the test done and she called her supervisor. They were like, yeah, once you get that, tell us what they say. Mm-hmm. So I went and got the test and I took my son. So, you know, just in case he had to get the test, he would see that it was no big deal. And, uh, people you if you need a test go get one it's so like there's no real discomfort anything there's no pain it's like the the doctor who did me she came in she broke the swab she stuck it up my nostril for like two or three seconds pulled it out and it was done
1: yeah yeah no it's i mean a little bit of discomfort but you know
0: and then it's worth it yeah Yeah, if you can get if
1: if the results are negative. Of yeah. <laughs> Shit, it's worth it so. if
0: you're positive, so you can stay off. Because once I got the test, they gave me a a note, basically saying I had to quarantine until the results came in, and that was on a Monday. So I emailed my job, and I didn't go back to work till the following Thursday when I finally got my results. Because you got in the test, it only took you what like a couple of days to get it back. Yeah, they
1: uh, I took it on a Tuesday they called me on Thursday I think.
0: Yeah, I got Friday. I got my I took that test on like I said a Monday and they told me they would call me if it was positive or text me it was negative. So I didn't get a text message through that following Monday. Oh
1: yeah, if we don't if we don't contact you that means you're okay.
0: <laughs> if we don't contact you you might be dead, who knows. But yeah, I'll call I you mean, a month <laughs> later. Like <laughs> <Hey>, what? <laughs> Oh, that's why we're putting him in the ground. Coronavirus. <laughs> I thought it was the gout. But yeah, I finally got the, the test results back on that Monday, and they still told me. Oh, you need your switch. Here you go. Sorry, the Mrs. walked in needing her switch. Uh, <laughs> so I got, to, like I said, I got the test results on Monday. Uh and they still would not let me go back to work until the Thursday. They're like, even though you got it, you still have symptoms. So just to be hundred percent sure, take these next two days off and, you know, just be, just, you know, take your time. And I was like, cool, because I didn't want to go back on a full work week. Of course. Yeah. My body, that Thursday and Friday, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you work a physical job and you're off for that long, when you come back, them days yeah. the first and second day feel like the worst days in the world. Yeah, jobs <laughs> my, eye. but uh, thank God I work where I work at because I had all the vacation. I have sick time to spare. I used to like I was off for of like what. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday. Tuesday. So I was off for seven days and I still had like another week and a half of sick time plus another like two weeks of vacation times. So that's, yeah, that's I, I mean,
1: we're actually, we're actually fortunate. Actually,
0: I'm kind of pissed off because if I actually would have had the coronavirus, they would have gave me two weeks of sick time <laughs> and I wouldn't have to use any of my own. So, Well, you know, you know, it's, uh, I said, let me, let me let me take that back. I'm glad I'm healthy. I'm more more. Most importantly, I'm glad that I wasn't infectious to my girl or my son because I don't know how they take it if he was sick and actually had the symptoms. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So how did that how did
0: that work? I mean, did uh, oh yeah. being quarantined? Yeah. Like so, I was I was in the bedroom, in the room I did the podcast in. I was stuck in here. And what we did is everything, my girlfriend's stuff, we either moved into the living room or in Amari's room. Mm-hmm. And he's the luckiest seven-year-old because we got a new bed. And it's a queen-size bed for him. Oh my <laughs> so, God. yeah, she, yeah. Because we were going to replace our, it's a long story. But basically, he had twenty swimming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you man. You know, um, he, he's yeah. he's only three. Three. So he's tall for his age, but still, he's a seven year old. So he's swimming in a mattress. She was sleeping in there with him or on the couch, and I was just here in the room, like. No, the only, the only Do you thing have that like will. Hmm. Huh? Do you have like a bell? No, I I'd okay. either text, I or I had or yell. But the only thing that was allowed in the bedroom was our dog. Mm -hmm. And then my mom, when she found out, she came over and um, brought food and Gatorade. And I don't care how old you are. When you're sick, your mother will always (laughs) come to the rescue. Yep. God, mothers are so clutch. We need like a second Mother's Day. (laughs) Yeah, she brought a bunch of food. She cooked. Uh, she went to Sam's Club, got Gatorade, water, all kinds of stuff, and brought it over to the apartment. And, and it was just looked out for us. And, and that's it. I stayed in this in, in this room for like ten days. <laughs> I was so bored. I watched every damn. Sh- I caught up on all my TV shows so at least that's good I was, it's it's a boring experience man yeah man it's you know I, I couldn't imagine
1: because it's like like I I see friends and stuff like posting oh I'm watching this show and now I'm watching this show and now I'm watching this movie and it's like I have no interest in any of those things It's so like I don't know what I would do if I had to like if I had to be quarantined like that, man, I, that's that's bananas.
0: I have no idea either because you don't even play video games, so you don't even have to You that. read all your comics. Oh, yeah. I call on everything. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk comics? I, I will sit here and talk comics with you. And when I, mean, when I say everything, I mean everything Marvel and DC. I even knocked out uh, some of the um, independent publishers like, uh, what was it? In, um, Invincible. Mm-hmm. That's one. Ooh, that was a good comic series. It ended a couple of years ago, but so I was able to read the entire thing. Which is one of the things that like that keeps me from away from like the independent comic scene because they got one comic. I think it's Saga. I think it's called. And like the creators have been on break for like almost eighteen months. And that shit would drive me insane. <laughs> Hey,
1: speaking of which, my dad told me he found uh, a duffel bag of comic books that you <laughs> loaned him many years ago. He wants to know if, if you want them back.
0: I don't even know what they are. Um, oh, speaking of comic books, did you get your dad to read the House of X, Power, Powers of X? I didn't. I didn't even know that was out. I-
1: no one told me about it. All
0: right. House of X, Powers of X. It came out like, was it earlier this year or last year? I don't know. Jonathan Hickman writing the book. He's a crazy person. It is basically the mutants get their own island, nation. They become like a superpower. And when I say superpower, I mean like they're second only to like Wakanda. Like, And then like they force other... Uh, countries to deal with them because they create all kind they created medicines that heals things like alzheimer's and help people live longer and shit and professor xavier is like him and magneto are working together to just preserve mutant kind by any means necessary (laughs) they on their malcolm x shit and like you see my twitter profile you see the um the header i have right
1: Yes, but I'm going to refresh my memory real yeah. quick. Yeah. I know I've seen, Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember it. But I'm going to double check. Okay.
0: Yes. Yeah, so you, you're looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. For those of you not looking, it is a panel of Professor X giving Apocalypse a handshake and saying, welcome home. Yeah, that's awesome. And when I say it's a mutant home state, it's for all mutants. Good, bad, indifferent. I mean, sinister is on the island doing sinister things. Um, It's just all the books that have come out of this series, the X-Men books, X-Force. What are they called? Uh, They got X-Factor back doing investigations. It. (sighs) Hey, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, it, well, I love it because it's like this is the X Men I love, where they're doing, they're taking charge and they're doing big things, and like Marvel is actually giving them their proper pay, place. And That's it feels awesome. like they haven't been there since you know all the Avenger movies have come out, and it's like the yeah. X Men are large and charged. Like they have this, they have five mutants. They call the five, and together they have a system to where if a mutant dies, they can bring them back. Damn. <laughs> yeah, so mutants. Uh, and you know, I I, I, really I can't, can't put it, look, you I want you, I want your dad to read, it. I want to have both of you on the podcast discussing this because Jonathan Hickman is he, he wrote one of my favorite runs a couple years ago with the avengers and the time runs out and and um the whole uh secret wars a couple years ago and this is just magnifique do you think they have it uh like bound
1: already yes cool I that, had, that would be that yeah. should be the way i would go yeah man that's awesome and, and i really like the art just just that one panel of apocalypse and and xavier I, I just like the artwork as well i think it's it's like uh, it's easy on the eyes for me and that's kind of the thing i've always kind of been conflicted about was just the change in artwork over the years but real quick man I, I and i didn't mean to interrupt but you know i was looking at your your header picture and so i scrolled just before i you know closed out twitter i scrolled on your timeline dude goes <laughs> there. How you retweet a lot of different things. Yes. And we'll talk about them all. <laughs> but dude, the first thing I see is this disgusting picture of someone who says looking tweeted, looking for a healthy alternative to chili dogs. Swap out the
0: t- <laughs> swap out for the what? Tuna? Yeah, swap out the chili for tuna. And I want them in jail. See, that's why I don't believe a, in abolishing prisons because that person needs to be under the jail.
1: There's a picture of four hot dogs. Those hot dogs don't those hot dogs do not look cooked, by the way. <laughs> those look just like weenies and in a bun with <laughs> a pack of tuna just poured all over them and, and mustard, you know, for you know, the for the for the kick. But Dude, that's, that might be – and I've seen some pretty gross things in my life. That might be the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life, dude. <laughs> oh, my
0: oh, God. Man, And
1: that's why I stay off Twitter for the most
0: part. It's, it's, Twitter can be fun, but Twitter can also be destructive. <laughs> man, I had – like today, I had a tweet of mine go viral, and it was, it's one of the worst experiences you can have. <sighs> Wait, a, a tweet going viral? Yeah. One of the worst experiences? It's one of the worst experiences. <laughs> like everyone talks is to- that? Okay, so first off, when it's viral and you have your notifications on, it kills oh. your phone battery. <laughs> Second off, when it goes viral, what you also deal with is the coturian. The person who has a pop-up and they well, this isn't true, this isn't right, blah, blah, blah. And those, are, especially if it's, if it's a political t- tweet, holy oh. shit, You it'll make you want oh. to just delete, not just the app off your phone, but fly to California and delete the servers as well.
1: Dude, congratulations, man. You got almost 16,000 likes on this tweet.
0: <laughs> and another thing about... Like when I go viral, I go viral like once a year, and every time it's off the dumbest tweets.
1: Five thousand retweets. This is this is unprecedented. I'm I'm getting in on this. Yeah, it's it's. The, sorry, get, sorry for oh, blowing no, up you're,
0: your phone. No, you're fine because I sent that thing off this morning at work, and I have I mute. I sent it off like at nine o'clock this morning, and I muted my phone like at twelve. So, and those retweets are still upticking. Yeah, five thousand ninety three.
1: Five thousand ninety six.
0: <laughs> like I'm not gonna like the last time I checked this, it had like
1: five thousand ninety nine. <laughs> almost there, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, when I checked last time I checked, it was a couple hours ago. It was still under fifty one hundred one. A thousand. Un, it was under a thousand of retweets and under four thousand likes. And now I'm checking, and it's five thousand retweets and almost sixteen thousand likes. Going viral is terrible. Man. What's insane is so this is you you commented on on
1: this tweet right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah someone tweeted and I got, just retweet
1: you got more likes and retweets than the original <laughs> tweet <laughs>
0: Oh yes okay. I'm just barely I'm they're at 15.7 likes I'm at 16 15 point you just 000. hit 16 Team. Yeah, I just hit the corn virus terrible. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> How many people have seen this tweet? Over 978,000 people have seen it. Oh my god. Eight.
1: Holy cow. I can barely get 12 people to see my tweets. <laughs> that's hilarious. But again, you know, I, I I don't I don't go on Twitter very very often, but
0: no, you do not use it as much as I do. I'll tell you that.
1: Man, that's amazing.
0: Well, you know, I, I use mostly Instagram,
1: but yeah, even yeah. those numbers are completely subpar compared to this one <laughs> goddamn tweet.
0: <laughs> just, I like I said, that's stupid for this stuff that goes viral, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, use Instagram a lot more than I do. I just don't. I just, I'm not good at taking pictures, whether it's pictures of myself or other things. So I just don't. Yeah, I'm just on Instagram to check up on my friends, kids, and to look at butts. That's what I'm there for. Amen. Pre- preaching to the choir. On that one. Well, look at all the butts, because that's what I'm here for. Uh, let's see. God, this is going to be so hard to write up this podcast, because I can't remember everything we, we've talked about. We spoke about. We're talking about. Ugh. We're catching up. Yeah, man. It's been a long time.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, we'd originally, and I like this, I like just kind of free flowing it. I think it, you know, I feel, I feel it works too. I think, you know, like, you know, we have an idea of what we want to talk about and, you know, I think it's, I think it's cool getting there. Um, then just like, all right, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, but you know, we had talked about, um, discussing the upcoming fights this weekend. Mm-hmm. And this is a big one, man.
0: You see 252.
1: This is something that, you know, I had alluded to last time we talked about UFC when I was when we talked about Max Holloway and uh, Alexander volkanovsky you know, they were fighting for the second time and I, I said if Holloway could win that match, win the rematch, win his title back that sets up a trilogy and trilogies are something that you know are special um not just MMA but in in all combat sports I mean Mm. look at you know Ali Frazier um you know that there's history behind that um you know there's there's something special about a trilogy and we've got one we've we've got one coming up this Saturday and it's not just any trilogy. I mean it's it's the it's the third fight of a trilogy. It's the trilogy fight for the heavyweight championship of the world, the baddest man on the planet. And that hasn't happened, I think, since Ali Frazier in boxing. I mean that that's You're
0: gonna make Mike Tyson come find you.
1: No, he hadn't he hasn't had the trilogies <laughs> like that.
0: I'm talking about the baddest man on the planet. Oh well know. Hey, you never if Mike know, man, comes if he comes to find you, you are on your own, sir. <laughs> you seen those workout videos. <laughs> One man, punch, that's looking, all it'll take.
1: Looking sharp, looking good, man. He looks like he could he could hang I mean he could he could uh, beat your ass. That's what he looks, like, he what it looks like. like. There's no there's no doubt about that. Um, man, he looks like he could he could compete in a you know or put up a good fight these days still. And, uh, you know, he's, he's going to fight Roy Jones Jr., right? You know, like a uh,
0: exhibition match. Oh. Coming up. Oh, man, yeah, I don't even know what to say awesome. about that. No, nah, I'm just trying to – I don't know if that's going to make a lot of money or no money. It's going to be one of those two.
1: It's uh, – I think Tyson is, is popular enough that it's going to make a good amount of money. Um, there's always going to be – there's always going to be interest with Mike Tyson mm-hmm um yeah otherwise we still wouldn't be talking about that cameo in a hangover you know if if there wasn't interest in that guy yeah. i mean he's a legend you know
0: yeah. all right but uh sorry yes. distracted. back to this match sir
1: so man ufc heavyweight championship of the world um The champion is, the current champion is Stipe Miocic. He's defending the title against Daniel Cormier. And so the first time they fought, Stipe came in as the champion. Um, Daniel was moving up from light, from, as the light heavyweight champion, he was moving up to compete for the heavyweight title. Mm -hmm. And he, he knocked out Stipe in the first round. I mean, with, I think 20 seconds, 20 or 25 seconds left in the first round. He knocked him out. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was a just it shocking, but not shocking. It was just like, Holy cow. Like he knocked out the heavyweight champion to now become the heavyweight champion. And it was a competitive first round, you know, um, they were, they were both going back and forth. I mean, it was a really good striking match. Um, St- as Daniel Cormier is a, is an Olympic wrestler, um, so he's you know he's a world class wrestler, and Stipe was able to uh, neutralize the takedown attempt for that first round, and so it was very interesting I mean, because again they it was it wound up mostly being a, a stand up you know fight, and it was getting close to the end and they clinched, and DC got. Clinched perfectly and Stipe dropped his hand, his left hand and DC caught him with a right hook, a solid, right. I mean like a, a beautiful right hook and knocked him out, knocked him out cold in, in, you know, towards the end of that round. And it was just unbelievable. So then a year that was in 2018. And a year later, they, they finally got the rematch and, um, You know, D.C.'s the champion. He's already – he defended the title once. Stipe was – you know, it's his first fight back, you know, since losing the title. And it went four rounds. And it was back and forth again as well. D.C. – I feel like was – I think he was winning two out of the three rounds the – two out of the three full rounds that they fought. And in that fourth round, uh, Stipe adjusted and started doing something that Every fighter should should try and, and and incorporate. He started working the body, mm-hmm. and Daniel Cormier is he's not a slob by any means, but he's a he's a short stocky fighter who has a, a you know it, his his belly is his biggest target, and Stipe took full advantage and was I mean working the body like you'll never see it you'll never see that again in a. In a heavyweight fight, I feel
0: like. I mean, and one he, thing that we need to talk about is when DC had that fight last year. He was forty. Yes. So talk, talk about his. That's what I was thinking about when you're talking about the match. You talk about he was losing steam and his body shape. I'm like, he's 40. forty. Forty yeah. year olds are not known for their stamina. No, yeah, I mean, he, you know,
1: he was he was hanging in there and. You know the the belly wasn't you know it wasn't uh, massive or grotesque or anything like that. Or it didn't look like he was out of shape. It was just again just his the biggest target that that any fighter should go after. And Stepe starts throwing left hooks. Uh, yeah, he was. I'm kind of watching the replay as well. But like he, you know, just throwing those left hooks to the body and and he threw enough of those shots where. You never see Daniel Cormier visibly, um, uh, you know, wince or whatever, or in pain from a fight. But those shots got to him, and you know, it opened up. It opened up the, the head, and he was able to knock out DC to win the title back. <clears throat> so, you know, this is this fight is as big as it gets, man. You know, the heavyweight title, the third fight in a what's become. An epic trilogy. What's become an epic series. You know, hopefully that'll, you know, uh, that'll keep going in this third fight. I mean, you know, for DC, this is he's saying this is his final fight of his career. Win or lose, he's retiring. Um, Stipe obviously wants to hold on to the title. Um, does is not a big fan of Cormier anymore because in those first two in those two fights he got eye poked a couple of times by DC and it, uh, the second time it, after the second fight, I think he had eye surgery, which Ooh. really delayed his, uh, delayed him from like competing. So he really hasn't been too happy with, with DC because of that. And so it's turned into this rivalry where they've, they're trading shots back and forth, you know, in interviews and stuff like that. So, you know, there's, uh, you know, not that you want to see guys hate each other, but there's enough bad blood to really make this, to really up the intensity for this fight.
0: I mean, if you poke me in my eyes, it's on the site. Yeah,
1: and you know, it, you know, and, and Cormier's responded. You know, he's talked about it. You know, and so it's something that you know they're clearly not letting go. Mm. And I think it's it's only going to make this this fight that more intense. And uh, man, I, I couldn't be I couldn't be more excited for a heavyweight fight going into tomorrow or, or Saturday night. And for again for Stipe, you know, again he wants sorry. to hold on to the, go ahead. He, sorry, he wants to hold on to the title, obviously. Um, and I think whoever wins this fight, you can make this the strongest argument. Uh, they'll they'll go down as the greatest heavyweight in history. Um, Stipe is already a four-time heavyweight champion, or. Uh, Two-time heavyweight, heavyweight champion. He's defended the title, I believe, four times. And um, this will either be his fourth or fifth defense of the title, and nobody else has done that. Um, you know, so, and, and if he's if he if he succeeds in defending that title, yeah, he's he's the greatest heavyweight of all time. Because if Daniel Cormier wins this title, wins this fight, wins the title on Saturday, and retires. You can make the argument that he's not only just the greatest heavyweight of all time, but the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. I mean, it's close with him and George St. Pierre, but you know, for the resume that that Cormier has, uh, win or lose, it's it's one of the most impressive in in all of of mixed martial arts.
0: So, if I was to ask you, who do you think is the favorite in this match? The favorite in this match, excuse me. The favorite, there is no favorite.
1: Yeah. The 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 odds are even.
0: <laughs> you looked like, that up, didn't you, bastard?
1: <laughs> I I heard about it. <laughs> it was they, they, people people are talking. They're they're what both minus one ten. Um,
0: yeah,
1: that's you know that's uh. That's unheard of. I think, I feel like. I feel like, very few fight. Very few fights are, are that even.
0: So, so like, who's your pick?
1: Oh man! Uh,
0: and I'm not gambling on this because I don't know enough about <laughs> these people to make decisions.
1: Well, another thing, the the card itself overall is not the strongest. I mean, it's a good card, but. Um the one that we talked about last time was crazy strong i mean there was three titles on the line um so i, I wouldn't i wouldn 't recommend you know getting involved in betting on this this card but um man i i i can 't man i don 't know i don 't know who to who to pick in this fight. And that's why the odds are... are is this like good. the other
0: fight the last time we were like, oh, my heart says one thing and my head says another? No. Oh, this okay.
1: Is, I, I, I don't know who to pick. I mean, you know, Stipe is a big heavyweight. Cormier is a guy who, you know, when he fights at heavyweight, he, he tosses heavyweights around like they're nothing. If you watch the, if you, they're the... The first two fights are free on YouTube right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you go back and watch that second fight, he dumps... Stipe on the ground, you know. Like he suplexes him basically, and he does that to every heavyweight he fights. It, it's unbelievable how he manhandles these guys that are, that are bigger than him. I mean, because Daniel Cormier is like five eleven, I think. Stipe is I think six four. I mean, th- this is a, a true heavyweight he's fighting again, and you know Stipe's still quick. He's still got quick hands power obviously in in those hands as well um and he's a smart he's a smart fighter so oh man it's like the only the only way i'm picking with my heart is just because it's kind of bittersweet that you know this is supposedly cormier's final fight
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know and you know you hate to see guys retire but you know it's like he's if he does stick to it and does retire like he's going to go out on his term his terms and and so you got to be happy for that. You know, you don't want to see a guy overstay their welcome, you know, get hurt, you know, in the process. Um, so I, I really don't know, man. And especially with, you know, what's really made this even more difficult to talk to like to analyze is mm-hmm. that COVID has, has thrown everything out of whack. You know, these guys aren't training like they normally would. I mean, these guys go to gyms and, and you know, training these camps, you know, with multiple partners you know, for weeks of time. And both of these guys have had to really uh, have had to adjust the way they train. Um, they basically created gyms in their homes and, and had their part you know, training partners stay with them and, you know, or, or coaches stay with them or close by. So, you know, the, the training has, it sounds like it's been, you know, more, it's been unorthodox compared to you know, how they, they normally were prepare for the fight. So did both guys get enough reps in the gym, you know, with grappling, with striking, um, with conditioning, you know, who, who knows? So that, again, that's another, that's another factor that it makes this this fight that much harder to call.
0: All right. Well, I'm not picking cause I'm not betting, but <laughs> I think the best story would be Cormier winning. It would be,
1: it, it would, you know, to retire, to go out on top like that. Um, it would mean Stepe goes to the back of the line mm-hmm. and it opens up you know uh, an opportunity for two two new fighters um if Stepe wins uh i talked to my dad about this he goes i wouldn't be surprised if he retired uh, you know he's like 36 or 37 yeah, he's, he's a firefighter he's a firefighter during the day like still, uh, still. He, in, i think in cleveland he's a firefighter oh uh, yes and you know, he still loves doing that. I never thought about that until my dad, you know, I was talking with my dad about that. You know, let's say he, he retires as well. I don't think he will, but, like, maybe he does retire, and that opens up the opportunity for, you know, those two fighters again. Um, but I think the, the more, uh, the, like, the more likely thing is that if he were to retain the title, beat Daniel Cormier, Stipe, I think it sets up a, a massive payday fight against John Jones who has never fought at heavyweight is the light heavyweight champion of the world and uh, you know, the, that would be the next biggest test for, for Stipe
0: Is, he, um, is Jones going to stay off the drugs long enough? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, I can't get excited about Jones anymore I just can't I, I it feel like every time you try to buy into this guy, he's going to he ends up disappointing
1: he finds a way to screw it up. I yeah. mean, he, you know, he, he's his own worst enemy mm-hmm. at this point. Um, whether he's, you know, partying too much with the nose candy or, you know, you know, taking steroids, who, I mean, or, or whatever, <laughs> you know, however he, you know. Um, it's amazing that steroids is it.
0: the best drug. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I don't know, you know, it's still a big fight. It's still because he's, because, he, uh, those like those steroid suspensions, like he got him overturned. I mean, he, you know, he, but it's always going to be an issue. It's always going to be an issue. Um, whether he has, you know, residuals in his system from however long, you know, however long ago it was that he, he took something. Yeah. Um, but because you know he's he's still the champion, he's still technically undefeated. Um, you know, it's 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 still a big fight. It would still be a, a massive payday for Stipe, and Stipe is the kind of guy that that would uh, would definitely go for it. You know, he he's he's not someone that that runs away. You know, he the first time he fought Cormier was a major deal, and he you know was like, okay, you know, let's do it. I'm I'm ready to go. I mean, he's he wanted to prove that he was the best. He came up short, but then he he made up for it in the second fight. You know, so he's um, he's the best guy to hold the title right now at the moment. If Cormier does retire, there's really right now there's no better guy to be champion heavyweight champion than Stipe. um, If Daniel Cormier were to to actually retire, so. Um, it's it's gonna be Saturday is so interesting for so many reasons, you know the fight itself, the outcomes, the careers going forward for for both Cormier and and Stipe. I mean, and and then also the rest of the division. I mean, it's 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 the biggest fight in heavyweight history by far, and that that gets thrown around a lot and gets overused, but I. I think it's safe to say that this it, it this is, it's never been truer than 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 now.
0: All right, man. Well, I can't wait to see it without paying that sixty five dollars. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. Any help? Hit my DMs. Um, uh, anything else you want to say tonight? Um, no, I think that's
1: it, man. You know the like I said, the rest of the card is is. Good, it's not great. Um, but again, sometimes those cards uh surprise you, you know, they they wind up being better than we expect. So, you know, if uh, I don't mind going, I don't mind being down on a card and then being pleasantly surprised, mm-hmm. like that's better than all the fights being boring, you know, and you expecting it to be boring. So so you know it's it's but the heavy the I mean the main event itself is is worth it right there because that, that fight's not gonna be boring. Those guys they're heavyweights and they don't dance around they, they're not gonna dance around each other. You know, there's a lot at stake. They're they're gonna they're gonna go at each other and uh it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really, really fun.
0: Oh man, I can't wait. I can't wait to see. It. Um, huh? ran through a gauntlet of topics, some of which didn't even know we're on board for tonight, but we did. <laughs> um, man, that's it. We'll, let's see, next Thursday, well, Friday for you guys. So, next Friday, we'll be talking about the WWE again. SummerSlam's coming, Summer coming up, so we'll break down the card, talk about that. Um, a lot of I have a lot of thoughts on it. Like, I'm there's a lot to talk about. Me too. More Raw than SmackDown. I'll tell you that much. Uh, what else? I know you. Uh, before we start recording, or maybe even while we're recording, we we're talking about uh, doing a baseball podcast. We should do this this weekend and actually do it this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I don't text you the day of, tell you let's do it, you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so this weekend. Uh, We'll do a podcast, we'll talk about baseball, who's been good, who's been bad, and just the poor Cardinals. Two words I never thought I'd say. Um,
1: (laughs) And by this time, uh, I guess maybe by tomorrow, by well tonight we're recording Thursday, but um, at least by Sunday, we should technically be a third of the way in. I think all te- most teams, will have played twenty games by now. So you know, it's, I think that's a good
0: um, barometer of where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so like a plan. Um, and that's it. I'm trying to reach out, talked to Daniel, do a podcast about the NBA bubble and the whole PlayStation 5, Xbox, whatever the hell it's called, (laughs) previews, but we'll see. I got All he does is work, so getting him on the line is hard as hell sometimes, (laughs) and uh, that's about it. And we got to get back. We might be doing three podcasts a week because I know we got to get back to those movies, man. Yeah. But now, let's just get baseball and Baseball this weekend, we'll do WWE next Thursday, and then we'll take it from there. Sounds good. All right, man, let me go edit this thing so, you know, people who may or may not be drug deals don't get any problems. Right. <laughs> All right, man, so, yeah, so I'll talk to you this weekend, and we'll get back on it. And uh, for you out there, this has been Q&A episode 123. And for Anthony, I'm DaQuincy. Later, babies. Now! (laughs)